watching prohibition fall down. All right, guys, today we got a little grow talk, kind of like a hang. We're going to go a little, little soft show just to hang out and talk about cloning. See, I got the clone only. Ready? Whoa. What happened to me, man? I don't know. Guru says he likes mine better. Mine is, uh, that was my design, and this one was Karma Dog Paul's design, and I don't know. Guru says he likes his, he likes mine better. <laughs> if we guys haven't listened lately, we've been mentioning these DGC guides. On dudegrows.com, there's a tab right at the top on Earth Navigation, if you're on mobile, called DGC Guides. It's where some hand-picked choice information guides to growing are. Uh, and today we're talking about cloning, the fundamentals of cloning by Jay Maestro. And it goes deep. And if you want to go over for a good read, learn everything you have to. Today we're going to touch on the most important parts and some of the basics of cloning and some actually, not just basics, but some advanced shit that I didn't even now, know. Hang on. I have yeah. to interrupt, man. What is the date this was posted? 2015, baby. It was October 11th, 2015. Why, wow. Wow, because we've been working a long time at this, and we've—it's really been an evolution. And Jay Maestro has been with us since the beginning, uh, because he believed in what we were doing. He had no bind to it. Jay Maestro and J.R. Token were the earliest, some of the earliest, really great contributors to DGC. And I'm probably leaving some folks out, but those—those those were the two. I will take that interruption, and I yeah, I second that. I totally agree, man. And this information is just because it's old sometimes when i'm looking for news i look for fresh news it's still completely relevant with cloning i like the quote in here right off the bat it's my kind of maestro style it says every cut i make better root or otherwise why did i take it <laughs> man so, he is unique no jay maestro is a unique wonderful personality i love hanging out with him I, as i miss him in the dgc cup you know 100% miss all the DDC hanging with the do. DDC cup. We're going to get I that do. figured out. We're not doing a virtual one, so don't suggest it. At all least right. he's from Florida. <laughs> so, first off, first thing we're going to start with mother plants. Healthy clones start with healthy mother plants, in Maestro's words. Mother plants, that's where you're getting your donor material from, if you will. And if you don't have a healthy mother plant, I mean, you still might get some roots, but that's right. going to help you so much having a healthy mother plant ready to rock. Do you have any techniques you recommend, Scotty? Do you do anything different from other plants? Uh, I don't feed them very heavily, but no, not really. Not not a ton of light. They just, used to have a nutrient freaking, oh, I forgot what it's I'm called. sure they did. I'm sure they <laughs> did. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's the hydro It was specifically for mother know. plants. It's like, if you have mother plants, use it. And I think what it was is, like you said, a lighter it's pretty steady MPK um, across the board. Maestro's recommending you don't want to have them nitrogen rich. And I think that ties into, I don't know, Guru, do you know if it's not less of a fed plant is going to want to root more? Uh, no, I mean, you want uh, properly fed, but not, you're feeding for different uh, like intentions than you are when you're growing a vegetative plant. And that you're trying to veg it out and maximize the flowering sites that you're going to have when you go to flower. With a mother plant, you're trying to maximize the donor material that you get from it, and you really don't have to feed that much or it have like super intense light on it to keep it alive. The main point of keeping a mother plant is to keep the plant healthy, not sure. necessarily growing as vigorously as it can, but to keep it healthy so that your healthy donor material, when you get it in an environment you do want it to grow as vigorously as it can, it has the potential to be able to do that. And don't let it dry. Don't let it get even close to dry. Mother plants, you, you want to turgid, brother. Now, do you um, have an actual suggestion? This is an article, taking clone, timing for taking clones. 
I never took clones myself. I figured it's not good. If I know my lights are going off soon, sometimes you can see plants start to rest. Their leaves might go down a little. They, they sense night is coming. I do not take cuts then. I like to take cuts mid uh, light period. If you're on like an 18, you know, hour nine or earlier, because I'm figuring why take a cut if you're going to put it in a dome that's going to be lit up and it's like at its point in the day where it's thinking it's going to go to sleep and I could be overthinking it. Is there any science on that? Uh, there, There is. You want the plant to be actively uh, photosynthesizing and metabolizing stuff. Uh, so like during the day, because at nighttime, leaves generally drop. Um, and then during the day as they start to photosynthesize and the plant builds up turgidity, they go up. So middle of the day is a, a perfect time to uh, Targety. go ahead and take some tur- turgid <laughs> cuts and Tagrity. prevent an air bubble from getting up in there. You got to, hey, let me, yeah, well, let's get into that air bubble. That's the death of a clone is getting air in the clone. Uh, for me, that there's osmotic pressure, which is actually the uh, the water going or the nutrient water going up the plant. And it's water going from areas of high pressure to right. areas of low pressure. That's just what water does. So we would want to water the hell out of these things before we take clones then? Yeah, you, you, I mean, most definitely, These it doesn't mothers. have to be like, you don't want to overwater them before that is a way to lose turgidity as well. Right. Uh, you don't want to overwater them or anything like that, but you do want a properly watered, uh, maintained plant that uh, avoid trying to take cuts when something is wilted. Uh, that is not oh, yeah, going to, you're, you're not setting it up for success. Not adding all insult you, to injury. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if it's wilted, why is it wilted? You know, has it got some kind of disease? Got some kind of Yeah, Maestro's saying he, he likes to take his cuts early in the morning. And then uh, and he uses rock wool, starter cubes. That's what I used to use is the wrapped rock wools. And then I got, as I got into more of like, I'm a natural dude, I would use the rapid rooter compressed peats. But I have not been having as much luck. Last, last time I cloned, I didn't get one damn clone. I think it was a lighting issue, hopefully. Um, but basically using those wrapped rock wools have always worked better for me. And I think it's because the wrap keeps the more moist moisture in there longer. I'm not positive. Yes, definitely. Like most definitely it holds moisture for longer. It also holds the right amount of air just inherently in the way it's made up. It holds the, when it's completely saturated, it still holds the right amount of air for plant roots to be able to grow. Yep. And by the way, so do the, the, what do they call them? Rapid rooters, very similar concept. Uh, cocoa core, very similar concept. The important part about those is they're all completely inert. So there's not, they're not soils. They don't have any nutrition in them. So uh, you have to provide at least a little bit of nutrition. Don't forget the seed has the endosperm. And I love saying that now, but a clone does not have anything. So if you want that to root, you put a little rooting hormone on it and uh, yeah. And then it will need food sooner than later. Well, from the article here, Maestro says, as far as soaking these cubes, right? We got to prep our media. We got to soak them in to get them ready to take a clone. He'll add one tablespoon per gallon of insect frass, a few drops of IBA, the indolbutric acid, right. which is the your rooting hormone, mm-hmm. and two mils per gallon of recharge. It makes it real good. Add in an air stone and let it brew for about two hours with the cubes in soaking while brewing, which is pretty interesting. So I'm curious why I see... Um, why we're using a rooting hormone. That's your base. You want to use a rooting hormone and mm-hmm. it's going to help your cause. Um, By the way, kelp is, a, kelp is a plant growth hormone. So that will help rooting. Why do you think he's using insect frost for a little bit of a nutritional value? A little bit Could, of- It's a two, two, two. So maybe, yeah. 
And then recharge, of course, that's going to be a good no vacancy sign. <clears throat> you have no roots yet. So why do I want, that's my question. Why do I want to use a, a biological, like a microbes, like recharge when I don't even you, have any roots yet? You know what grows faster than roots is pathogens. So you have pathogens that are starting to grow. That rock wool is not completely sterile. Well, Nothing is completely sterile. So you might as well uh, uh, inoculate it with something that is beneficial that as soon as those roots come, it's going to say, oh, man, I like this. As a matter of fact, micro, I'm sorry, Guru, but mycorrhizae is huge like that. It touches a mycorrhizae spore and then it inoculates that little teeny tiny or those little teeny tiny roots that are coming out the first root of the clone. Then from there, it's on. It just grows as the root grows, man. So stuff like that's really important to get while it's young. Mycorrhizae don't work once you've got a whole shitload of nutrient in there, too. And don't forget that uh, microbes aren't just like doing their own thing independent of the plant. There is like an actual symbiotic relationship mm -hmm. going on there. And they help to influence the plant to promote uh, more rooting and it kind of make its own rooting hormone to branch out and have more secondary and tertiary branching off the root and have a more robust root system too. I feel like we should smoke. You said robust. Tertiary? Tertiary. Oh, I love it. Now I am smoking. This is the problem, though, I get into. So we'll talk about um, the pH of the media. This is the next year in the article. In Rockwell Cubes, it's a fully synthetic inert media. You're going to want it to hydroponic growing media. So you're treating it like hydroponics. I'm going to soak. I'm going to have that mixture I just mentioned at a pH of like 5.5 five to 5.8, we'll say. It could be in that range. Um, if, and, and the article here though, says cloning in soil, pH is not as much of a concern for you unless your source of water is high and the bennies are not established yet. So that makes me go, damn, because I don't have a pH meter anymore because I don't pH anything anymore the way right. I, I just, I know I have good water and I'm using the recharge. The, right. Do you like when it said the recharge? I don't use a um, pH meter either. I mean, I might <laughs> check periodically, but on a daily basis, I don't. I like the handbook. I'm cloning in Rockwell. I'm going to want. I'm going to want to have a meter to check that pH. So I might have to buy one again. Keep maintaining that bulb. I know, right? <laughs> I, I. That is one thing I've never really understood. It is fairly easy to just put it back in the potassium chloride solution to store it and keep it there. Just leave it in the res, will you? Just, it, if, you just, if you don't leave it in the res, you pull it out and you put it in the potassium chloride solution. It's good for a really long time. But then the potassium chloride solution spills out of the cap, man. And you have, have to get a, new stuff. And you have a big bottle of it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Uh, he's, now let's talk about making the bed, as I call it. When you take these cuts, you want to take them to a dome that's ready for them, right? It's nice. Damn. It's cozy in there. It's humid. It's hot. It's good to Guru, not hot. I show those domes. I'm sorry. Those domes are, first off, those roots are something to be proud of. Those domes are perfect. That is exactly <laughs> what you want right there, man. Oh, as Look far as the sweat moisture. on the side and the humidity yep. that you can see in the dome visually? If you ain't got that, man, you're going to have a hard time cloning. By the way, I get, the, that by, I get that by putting a little bit of water in the, in the grooves. So that the, Yeah, he likes to use the tray. You can get the tray inserts to hold mm -hmm. whatever ro rooter you're using. So then mm -hmm. if there is water below... It'll create the humidity, but you, your media will not sit in the water. If you let your rapid rooters or your cubes or whatever sit in water, that is not good. No bueno. It's not going to help your roots come. You might have too much saturation in your media. I want to say it's not fair. If he, if these are from Florida, theoretically, they're probably not. I can imagine they are. But if they were, uh, it's like living in a greenhouse there. It's so easy to propagate things. <laughs> yeah, those might be sitting on a like dining table that's outside. 
Oh I my think. God. All right. But that I will say in high humidity is so much easier to grow. That's why in low humidity in Colorado, I do, I leave a bunch of moisture in the bottom, you know, a quarter inch of, of nutrient water or yeah, basically nutrient water uh, in the bottom. And it certainly helps. You got to get that mist on there. By the way, uh, clone, what do they call them? A, a seed mat, seed heating mat is a huge way that I get the moisture to, to bump up as well. I don't have a thermostat for them, just a regular seed mat under one cloning chamber, plug it in. And, and just as far as, not just for the humidity aspect of it, as far as getting a plant to, or a piece of a cutting to grow roots on right. it, uh, having that extra heat is making any metabolic activity or chemical activity going on in the plant happen faster. So you're able to get roots a little bit quicker if you have a heat source underneath of it instead of just keeping it on like a cold table or something like that. Well, I do have a random question about that. Is there anything that grows faster, any living thing that grows faster as as it cools down? Maybe a Siberian pea shrub. Maybe, yeah. But it's a rule of thumb that the warmer you get to an extent, uh, the faster things are going to grow, whether it's a bug, whether it's a plant, a clone. Yeah, uh, it, until you reach the too hot, of course. Yes. Issues. Yes. Um, now, we're not to the point of taking cuts yet, but this is, I have a question on this part of the article here. It says, after you stick your cut in a media, do not, it says any media, do not, all caps, bold, water the media until roots are popping out. Roots will take weeks to form if you add water to media every few days thinking you're helping. Now, I have had points where I need to water stuff before I see roots, for sure. No? Uh, if you keep enough moisture in the dome and it's not escaping and you're 90% humidity or whatever it is, most of the time those cubes will stay moist. I feel the dude that in Colorado, uh, if you're not in like a grow room with a controlled environment, right. a humidity dome like just on your kitchen table Got or it, something okay. like that, uh, it is dry enough here that it just sucks the humidity right away if there's any gap in, in between, uh, like an air gap between the, the dome and the outside I air. I didn't even think about that that I was on fire cloning. I was like, oh my God, I've had great results. And it was because uh, I was cloning inside a grow at 1500 PPM or 1300 PPM uh, CO2 and just a nice humid environment. We had, we erred on the side of humid on that one. Yeah, it works. It works out well. I mean, I'm, I've always had to add a little, little bit of water. His experience, Maestro's experience, maybe is more in with using these wrapped Rockwell cubes, which hold more water than any other type of cloning media sure. I've used. They're twice uh, as big as a, a little cloning little rapid rooter. Think, look at the volume on that thing. Look at the one? girth on the one-inch wrapped cube. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, for sure. It's got some thick cuts here. Let's go down to uh, Guru. Go down to this. There's Wait, a picture uh, down here that shows the space between nodes. Let's get into taking the cut. But I, I got to stop, man. You just said yeah. thick cuts, man. Are you in the thick cuts, thin cuts? I mean, the thin, the theory behind the thin, you know what I'm saying? For real. Now, do you take from the side of the plant? Because it's not holding so much. Uh, it's not responsible for keeping so much alive with no roots. 
if you get some kind of really healthy looking side branch, you're like, you know what? There's not so much stress on it to, you know, would they just cut the freaking roots off it? You know, just cut, cut it from its, its mother. And so less stress on a smaller plant. Or I talked to Jaron that says, fuck no, I want the fastest, most dominant apical Murray stem. I cut tops only. And it looks like Maestro cuts tops. It's the, the happiest, healthiest, most vigorously growing part of the plant. It's right. you have the highest uh, success and, and highest vigor when it's done after it's rooted and it's in its new pot and everything. So yeah, taking it from the tops, um, is all if you that is an option for you that is always going to be a more vigorous cut than uh, something from like a lower leaf that's getting dappled sunlight and stuff which one do you think is going to respond what about hollow stems are we worried about a hollow stem on a cut at all I oh, I love that a little bit you it mean it is also like a vigorous growing part of the mm-hmm. plant um, if it's growing that fast that it has the air gap in the middle of it the key with those is just in your technique where you want to immediately get that into clone gel prevent an air bubble from forming in there because it's like the same thing as if someone injected an air bubble into one of your veins you're going to die uh that's what is what will happen with the plant too it blocks any type of osmotic pressure we don't um, need to be getting no air bubbles let's talk about it so but well hang on i'm so sorry he's just just talked about it man when you do that if you do it underwater though you see he's cutting at a 45 degree angle to have maximum surface area to get the roots to grow but uh if you do you can just simply do that underwater you know take a you know a little tupperware or a rubbermaid or whatever just to make that cut underwater and then let it soak for a couple minutes i mean i've never i thought about taking cuts underwater but i didn't i haven't found it necessary like how quick let's say i make my cut uh, well let's talk about how we make the cuts here don't tell me not to talk about it please please go (laughs) i will i will just uh i'd say i just hang out and smoke we have this image here of a uh we're showing the space between nodes is called the internode this is a great image maestro says when i make my cut below a node at an angle for more surface area for roots to initiate from from while also hoping for at least one or two branch sites to be stripped clean for roots to grow from. Also, any wound can grow roots. Don't leave anything behind like root spurs. Cut it all off. Interesting point here. You can see in this picture these little, these little they're called the stipple, the little spur. He's saying clean all that up, take all that off because it's sure. leaving more room for roots to grow out of, which while people do the scrape with a scalpel, yeah. do you prefer that method? Uh, doing a little side scrape to, uh, off your stem after your cut to have more area for roots to form? I got no problem with that as long as you do it efficiently underwater. And I, one of the big keys at this that a lot of people don't realize is your 45 degree cut has to go through a note like this. If it doesn't, if you just did it in the middle of a sim, that's going to have a really hard time rooting. If not, it will not root Um, because the only cells in the plant that are able to like switch up and change Mm -hmm. and do different things are at those node sites. So you have to have your, your 45 slicing through the node to have the right uh, type of plant cells to be able to get it to root out without having to have you use like an excess of rooting hormone. Like you can just like douse them in rooting hormone. He is 100% right. I can't get believe it I remember that. But that's why I need to grow again. But yeah, you cut it off on a little little knuckle and you bury that knuckle. And by the way, you want to get, that's what you're saying, get the, the stipule, I don't know how you say it, off of there because that's just going to rot. It's either going to rot or if you take it off, it's another place where roots can can show up. How quick now, if I make my, I like to cut a bigger part of the plant off 
with a pair of scissors, let's say it's eight inch long piece. Yep. But then I'm going to take my cut, my final cut, like, you know, maybe it's six inches of that piece. But and why not I take immediately, that? Why not take that and put it in a five gallon bucket so you can take all your cuts? You're sitting there, you got a five gallon bucket full of water, yeah, or a little bit of nutrient, you know, a little bit of cloning solution, rough cuts in there. Yeah, I agree. I do that with a vase. I prefer a vase to do that You're with. It looks pretty classy, in a five gallon. You're a classic. Um, but how quick? I mean, we're talking, I make my final cut. I don't do it underwater. And immediately, I got my gel right there. I'm like, cut, gel, plugged into the, like, are you saying an air, air embolism? Is that what they call it? Can happen, I mean, just like that. That's so quick if it's exposed to the air. I mean, doesn't it take, it, like, you have to let it sit out for a sec? It depends. The plant has, like, a, a wound response where it starts to lose, uh, like, plant fluids out of itself. And that that's stuff going the opposite direction to prevent, like, an air bubble coming in there. Uh, it can happen immediately. It could take five minutes for it to happen. But if you've ever just had like six clones out of a tray die, um, it's probably Good. because you took too long to get the Clonex on there. Clonex is the gel, not the powder. Also does a really good job of sealing up that wound yep. at the same time for it to go into its media. So either cut very quick right into this cloning gel or cut and cut them long and throw them into a five-gallon bucket of water or water with a little bit of cloning solution in it and then make the cuts. And by the way, All as right. much as I make fun of mother, uh, uh, you know, plant specific, I'm sorry, nutrients specifically for a mother plant, nutrients specifically for clones like that Clonex quart you can get at the at the grocery store, no nutrients in there though. It's just cloning, I, like cloning solution. No, it, it, is, is, it is like nutrient, nutrient. 160 ppm, somewhere around there. And uh, it, that's it, it, plants do need, or the clones do need nutrients. Well, they are getting a little bit of nutrient from the initial soak, though, if we recall, because he would have had some nutrient from the insect frass. And what else? No, I mean, maybe that was it. But I do hear you. Some old, an old tip was like, dude, just put in that your, your base nutrients. Soak your rat your rooters at quarter strength and base yep. nutrients. And yep. At 150 ppm. Yep. All right. You can. I, little... I just buy the Olivia's cloning solution because I have fucking great success with it. You use the gel <laughs> in the solution. It's just fucking easy. It ain't broke. It's, isn't that it's there's others that's how brand brand uh loyalty works, right? When something works really yeah. good for you. No, I'll buy Clonex too. I don't give a fuck. Whatever's cheaper. <laughs> no, actually, I do like Clonex better now that I think about it. Um, I'm going to do some narration here. It says, after, so after I make the cut and strip off all unwanted material for roots to initiate from, I'll then trim the leaf tips of the large leaves. This helps in several ways. Cutting the leaf tips lowers the weight of the leaf, reducing stress on the plant to hold it up. It makes more room in the dome, which I have used this tip for sure, for better mm -hmm. spacing. It says leaves can cover the heads of other cones, blocking the light. And it also limits transpiration. Leaves transpire moisture through the stomata on the leaf surface, so less leaf equals less water loss in the cut. I'll then dip the cut in plastic IBA-filled tub and stick it in the rock wool cube until I feel a little resistance from the tip going into the rock wool. Rock wool is pretty nice for that. Some of these rapid rooters I haven't had holes too big or i gotta make my own hole on the other side yeah, but you gotta bore that hole out bro you know i just actually take the scissors you know the the you know, sharp scissors and uh just kind of do that with them get them a bit bigger as far as with rock wool i don't even use the hole that's already pre-made in the rock wool i'll just do it on the other side he's a rebel and so am i, I actually turn the rapid rooter cube upside down so because they're i don't know so they stand up and uh i'll actually just drill a, just take the scissor and just put a hole on the other side 
the bottom. I dig. I dig. It's exciting. This is exciting talk, definitely. Clone only. Clone only. I mean, last time I cloned, I didn't clone. So I got, uh, I'm going to have to clone again soon enough because I got my two GMO seeds have popped. I don't know if they're male or female. I'm excited for more smoothie material though. And, uh, but I need to clone them and I need, I was actually pretty bummed that I took like 10 clones last time and not one. They got the bumps, right? You know how you can see sometimes just the bumps. Sure. sure. Do you take them at the knuckle though? Cause you'll get the bumps if you don't take them at the knuckle. I don't know if I took, I, I mean, I've seen people and I've taken cuts before that weren't, weren't cut right in the node, right. but they still work. I mean, it's not. It like matters a, how much hormone you throw on there. You throw enough rooting hormone on there. You can fucking get it. I did. I got a leaf on the knuckle to root one time. And then I was expecting something to happen. Nothing happened. <laughs> Grew roots. <laughs> that bummed me out, man. It made me think like my green thumb was just not so not so green. So I definitely got to get some cloning done. I'm going to try it under a different light this time. I think I'm going to go old school. Like I'm just going to go back to the little floor, single T5 fluorescent tube. It's a little bit of light over the dome. Um, I think there's something. What's that? I just think there's something to that. Old pros every now and again get knocked on their ass. They got to question their, you know, go back and check their techniques and whatnot. So let's talk about the the environment in this little dome and and what we're going to do when we start to see some roots as well. Well, hang on. Uh, Can we talk about the little dome? Because you can get cheap little domes at Walmart that are this tall. And you can get cheap little domes at the uh, grow store that are really hard and rigid plastic. Or you can get these nice, really soft, bendable uh, plastic domes, and they have uh, two adjustable valves on top. Those are the ones you want to get. And I get the bottom tray, so it seals really good, too. I get the Mondi, man. The brand, I think it's M-O-N-D-I. That makes some pretty good shit. They have a lot of different options. And since, you know, you're not like a commercial grower buying hundreds and thousands of these you can get something that looks kind of nice you get the white ones they have the dome they have the the cut cut tray with the white inside Mm -hmm. and just some some fancy cloning stuff and make sure you got two good vents on your dome you're going to want that so i think there are some domes that don't even have vents and let's talk about operating that shit man well i gotta ask just just for fun white or black clone dome you'll never get the white one clean never i take the black ones because at least it seems clean at the end but Jesus, the white ones, yes, I guess it's algae that'll eventually grow on there. I don't know what the hell, but man, on the I actual never get dome the ridges. Part? No, on the bottom. On the, on oh. the bottom tray part, man, it's got all those ridges. So I just get yes. the black ones. Figure more I, heat you, too. You went with the black one? Because I figure more heat retention as well. I got you. I went with the white one to look cool, and then I realized it looks pretty dirty pretty quick after that. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. <laughs> gotcha. Uh <laughs> So venting your dome, uh, the, you're not going to want that dome to have those vents open at all, like the first three, four days, but you're going to want right. air exchange. I say at least, it's nice, like probably three times a day. I don't know, is there a rule of thumb of that on a 10? The most common size here, guys, is 10 by 20 cut kit is what they call it. Uh, how often do you need a complete air exchange? How, how often do you think Maestro just hangs out with it? Probably spends, what, 12, 14 hours a day watching these clones grow, just hanging out with them, talking to them. How many times do you think he opens the dome and sprays them? Because you, you want a spray bottle as well. If you're going to open the dome, spray them with some some the same water that you use to soak the cubes in, I like to. Unless the clone dome is losing humidity and I have to open it up and mm-hmm. spray it back in there. Right. I don't want to open it up until I start to have some type of root development and the plants oh, are able to start to uh, protect, protect, spray protect, and talk protect themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, don't you want to give air exchange simply for some maybe? I mean, the plants still use CO2, correct? They're yeah. so they're in the middle of a big hormonal change. They are really not photosynthesizing that much until it actually has roots. Uh, it is trying to use up the resources that it does have to be able to make roots to potentially save its life. Um, I'm pretty sure in the article, Maestro says, and don't open it up until you have roots. I like to do a little spray every now and again. Go show them that I really care. A tip on the spray bottle. I got one. To find one, and Maestro mentions find one, if you can find one with a real fine mist, which I like anyway in the garden, so you don't have yep. too much shit beating off and rolling off yep. your leaves. Uh, and they're small, though, but I, it's like a, maybe it's designed for like uh, what's popular now, essential oils or whatever. But at the health food store, like by the essential oils and whatnot, they got a little aluminum spray bottle, and it sprays the finest mist. I just oh, love yeah. Using the we have those in my bathroom. I got like a never happened spray. Yeah, there you go. Exactly, exactly. Um, how about a little root porn on here, man? Check out these pictures down Jesus. here. Jesus. First off, Maestro, respect. This is beautiful, beautiful. I mean, yeah, the work. cuts look like they never skipped a beat, right? Like they're good to go. They look as healthy as when they're take. Hell yeah, that's what you that's the kind of cut you want. That's a cut, homeboy. Hey, look at the roots on the bottom of that thing. You can see the fuzz that that's the fuzz of roots only absorb nutrients by the tips. Look how many tips that root has, man. Every hair is a nutrient absorption point. And he does have myco in there. He has myco from the start, which is an inoculation, which increases the surface area after that, man. So you've literally got the fungus growing on roots and everything's got uh, nutrient absorption points, which makes it super efficient. That's what you want right there. Yeah, that totally reminds me of like trichomes on a, a leaf. That's what those little like fuzz off the roots look like to me. Only thing is those are absorption. That's where the, the plant gets its nutrients from. So those are those are little, you know, vacuums, I would guess. Nutrient vacuums. The more you have of those, uh, the stronger your plant can grow. Yes, it's, it's, it's time to transplant and put recharge on again. Yes, you want to inoculate these things right when you plant them for sure. Get all the microbes hanging out. Jeez, geez. So this is pretty much just to do it in a tray. I know they've got bubble cloners. They've got aero cloners. Uh, shout out to Frosty McNuggets. Went over his place after talking some uh, trash on aero cloners. And he was just like, look, man, I got other shit to do. Just cut some fucking two weeks later. And beautiful, big, huge roots. So there are other ways to do it. I dig, I dig. I'm going to, uh, dude, if you guys want to learn more about cloning, we covered probably half of this article. I mean, as far as there's a lot to learn about cloning, most importantly, the way we started, right. get a good mother plant going. A happy, healthy mother plant to take cuts is huge. Hey, you know uh, how you could learn a lot more if you wanted to get direct access to the author? Hmm. Is by going to the DGC patron. Uh, I'm sorry, the, what do they call it? The Discord, rather. The Discord. DudeRose.com forward slash support when you're supporting the show. Yes, you get access to the Discord server. Yes, we're Maestro is known to hang out as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the most impressive picture I see here is that's titled, Just as Happy and Green Coming Out as They Were Going In. That was dope. They do look great. My clones usually look a little faded and a little stressed trying right. to get the roots, roots going. Keep them huh. way freaking moist, man. Keep that environment in there moist. That is the idea to get them skipping and not skipping a beat. You got to take them out of healthy mothers too. If I was going to give 
you know, a little bit of advice and don't be afraid to reach for the tools. I use, uh, what do I use, Clonex gel and then the Clonex solution. Just kind of want to think about it. I'm not reinventing anything. It's got the right amount of IBA in there. I got actually one more question before we wrap it up here. Uh, put it on you, Guru. Foyer feeding clones. We skipped over part of it in here. Maestro does a little foyer feeding on his clones, very light foyer feed. Now, is that to keep them just unstressed, like Scotty was just saying? And it's uh, going to help. I always thought you didn't no, want to feed your clones at all. If you, if you th- it's giving the plant more resources to be able to go through those hormonal changes and grow the roots it's need, it needs when it doesn't have anywhere other than its leaves to be able to absorb any nutrition from. Because uh, it only does that through a couple different places from the plant tissue and the leaves or through the roots. It doesn't have any roots. So uh, to give it more resources to be able to go through those metabolic changes – uh, yeah, using a foliar spray at a really low PPM is definitely a good idea to do. And I just used the, what I what I cloned with, you know, what I soaked the uh, cuts with. I'm that, sorry. 100% that, is, that yeah. is what you should do. And I just throw it in a quart spray bottle. It's a very simple quart spray bottle. And sh- 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 just do that a few times a day and talk to him. Nice. A little music. A little music. Pet what do you dome. mean? You got to go. At, yeah, you got to do that kind of shit. You're like, hey, look, I've been listening <laughs> to fucking watching TV all damn day, man. Come hang out. Well, check out this article, guys. Dudegrows.com. And we can go check it out under the DGC guides, cloning. Check out some other guides while you're over there. Uh, or just hang out on dudegrows.com. Post a grower question. Do some searching. And if you had a good time, helped your grow. Hopefully helped you get some clones, which man, for a new grower, it's, it can be stressful, especially when you're like down to, I have to save these genetics. I need these clones. Like, or you've already like put the, all the plants into bloom. Sure. So you're like, dude, these clones sure. don't go. <laughs> hey, true. did we mention anything about light? You don't need much light. Uh, we even, I'd use like old school fluorescents back in the day, even just the old fluorescent bulbs because they weren't very powerful. I don't even know if you could buy those anymore. They weren't very powerful, but it was just powerful enough to keep the, the plants turgid, praying. Uh, so yeah, and anyway, but you don't need much light. And the idea is if you can't get the mist to get around your dome, uh, you can try putting a light kind of close, just a very weak light, just a, you know, whatever, 40 water or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, but you can try to do that. And that a lot of times that'll bring a lot more mist out of the dome onto the dome. I dig, I dig. Check it out, guys. I hope you enjoyed the hang. I was talking to Scotty. Let's just do something a little different and hang out. It is grow talk still, so I'll I'll give it a thumbs up for that. Um, And that's it, man. Uh, We don't have any shout-outs. I'm going to shout-out to the DGC. Big on the show, making the show happen. And I'm going to say peace out to the next grow talk or wake and bake or both. I got a shout-out to Jay Maestro, DGC number one, for making this crazy, beautiful article. And thank you so much. I'm so proud of this. Thanks, Maestro. All right, guys. Peace out. Until next time, stay higher. Not ready. Take your easy dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on it's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do 
They shake their heads and natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it out of Smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong, wrong. 